Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And it's Tuesday already, February 20, 2024. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm your host, Steve Schultz, and along with my wife, we founded uh, this ministry uh, 26... Wait, am I kidding? No, it's still... Now I forgot the number. My brain's a little fried today. I've been to uh, to Africa and back, but 1997 was when we founded this ministry. So whatever that adds up to right now. Anyway, so welcome to the broadcast. We're going to bring on Roger Stone in just a few minutes here. Uh, a quick reminder that Kat Kerr will be with us tomorrow. We actually record her this afternoon, so uh, that will be fun. We'll have a great time catching up here with Roger. So, uh, But before we bring him on, we're going to run a quick spot talking about uh, what's um, talking about how you can help sow into this ministry. So here we go with that. Water is an essential to life. What if it just disappeared? In Uganda, many don't have access to clean, safe water. Every 15 seconds, a child dies from water-related diseases. Together, we will change that by continuing to provide clean water wells. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. And there you have it. We just really appreciate your ongoing generosity. We're, uh, I, don't, I always... Uh, it's hard to know the number, but it's over 225 wells that we've now dug. And uh, it's just amazing how many of those, the majority of them are going in Uganda right now. But if you add all of the countries up, I think we're at country number 12 that we have uh, dug wells for. So uh, we thank you for your very generous support. And it's, of course, this is not only wells that we do, but we're doing anti-trafficking work uh, throughout the nation. Many organizations, the kind of ones that you just don't want to, publish too much because you don't want people coming against those organizations. But we sow into a lot of those organizations that uh, are bringing there. Some of them are rescuing and most of them are restoring those who have been uh, trafficked. So anyway, all right, that's that. We appreciate your help very, very much. And without further ado, it's time for Roger Stone. So here's Roger. Well, greetings, my friend. How are you doing, Roger? Steve, great to be back with you. And let me congratulate you and commend you for your project to bring clean drinking water to the people of Africa. You know, my father, my grandfather, and my uncle were all well drillers. That's what they did. Oh, really? Hardworking men uh, who, uh, you know, drilled artesian wells in rural areas uh, unserved by, you know, municipal water. So I know quite a bit about it. And I know the importance of clean, fresh drinking water. It's a terrific project. Uh, and uh, I, I hope God blesses you in that endeavor. Well, thank you so much. And he really is. You know, when we started doing that, it was all an accidental thing. You know, um, when I, uh, the, the long and short of the story is in 1987, long before I had done anything about prophetic, before I had this ministry or this news, I'm, I'm laying in, uh, in Big Bear, California, staying in a friend's house. In the middle of the night, a voice speaks. 
It's somewhere outside or inside my head. I don't even know. And it just said, well, ministries. And I thought, what's that? It was very, very clear. 1987. And then it, then it spoke again, and it said, little orphan children. And I thought, and I listen, I took 30-some years to figure out what wow. that was. And uh, Mike and Lori Sally contacted me one time about three and a half, three, three and a half years ago and said, hey, Steve, how'd you like to sponsor a well in Uganda where we're out, where we have this mission? And I said, sure. And I had, had ended up sponsoring one, then I did another, and then another. And all of a sudden, I woke up one day, came to myself and said, wait a minute. Well, ministries, I'm doing it now. So God has this funny way of stumbling me and probably most people into what he wants us to do. Well, 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 there we are. <laughs> That's it. Well, listen, hey, uh, I thought I would have you recap because it's been a long time since you've been on. Why don't you, you had a, a pretty amazing career and then conversion experience and now new career, I guess you might say. So talk about that sure. story. Well, look, I'm a veteran uh, political operative. I've worked in uh, 13 national Republican presidential campaigns. I cut my teeth uh, under Richard Nixon. I learned at his knee. Uh, I worked for Governor Ronald Reagan, later President Reagan, in 1976, 1980, and 1984. In 1980, uh, pardon me, 1979, uh, I met a New York real estate billionaire named Donald Trump, who uh, was an early member of uh, uh, and we became fast friends. Uh, and it wasn't long before I recognized uh, that Donald Trump himself had the strength uh, and the conviction uh, and the stamina and the independence uh, and the size. I don't mean the physical size, but the stature uh, to yeah. be a great presidential candidate, but also potentially to be a great president. Wow. Uh, urging him to run as early as 1988. Uh, again, tried to convince him in 2000, uh, uh, once again in 2012, and then ultimately, uh, hopefully, played some role in the decision he made to run in 2016. Uh, I think uh, that he was absolutely the right man uh, at the right time. Uh, and all, as uh, I guess it was uh, Kim Clement said, although he was not a religious man, he was a man who prayed. So I really believe that God put him in the right place at the right time for the right reason. Uh, because of this, however, and because of my 45-year friendship with him, wow. uh, I was targeted in the Russian collusion investigation run by a special counsel, Robert Mueller. We now know definitively that there was no Russian collusion. Uh, but uh, that doesn't seem to matter. This uh, culminated uh, when on the morning of February 25th, uh, 2019, uh, at six o'clock in the morning, uh, 29 heavily armed FBI agents in full SWAT gear, brandishing fully automatic M4 assault weapons, uh, swarmed my home to arrest me for the entirely fabricated crime of lying under oath to Congress in voluntary testimony regarding Russian collusion that we now know definitively never actually took place. Uh, they targeted me because of my longtime close friendship and association 
uh, as a political advisor to Donald Trump. Uh, I thought this was a nightmare because I knew I had no Russian contacts, that I knew I had done nothing wrong. I was actually so naive, Steve, I thought I was going to get a fair trial. Uh, that turned out not to be the case. Ultimately, uh, it deter I determined that the real reason that they charged me was because they had thoroughly investigated Trump and his campaign. and They'd found no evidence of Russian collusion. So they really wanted me to lie. In other words, they, they arrested me uh, on national television with CNN, 25 feet from the front door of my home. Of we're just there coincidentally. Yeah. And then uh, they pressured me by July, presenting to me a list of 29 uh, cell phone conversations I'd had with candidate Trump in 2016. They wanted me to bear false witness against the president. They wanted me to claim that these conversations had pertained to uh, WikiLeaks, uh, who they alleged falsely had hacked the computer servers at the DNC and published material that was epically embarrassing to Hillary Clinton and the Democrats. Uh, I refused uh, that offer. They were basically saying, you know, we'll, you can avoid jail time. We'll, we'll urge the judge to uh, go easy on you. You can avoid going to prison uh, if you'll agree to uh, say what we want you to say. Uh, and I refused. Uh, and Steve, it was a very trying time. Uh, my wife and I lost everything. We lost uh, our home, our savings, most of our insurance. I was gagged before, during, and after my trial, which is unheard of, unconstitutional. So I never had the opportunity to defend myself in public, or I would have been immediately jailed for violating the judge's order. Uh, and a time came uh, when I was angry, I was depressed, uh, I was frustrated, uh, I was fearful, not so much for myself, but for my wife, who is, you know, 70, at that point, 73, uh, hard of hearing, but in generally good health. But I didn't know how she would live, who would support her, how yeah. she would survive having lost everything. Uh, and then uh, an extraordinary thing happened. Uh, a young pastor named Randy Coggins, who's a very, very dynamic young apostle for the Lord, who mm. I had befriended uh, at a book signing in northern Florida several years earlier, contacted me and said, uh, look, I know what you're going through, uh, and I really think it's time for you to turn your burden over to the Lord. You really... You need to confess your sins. You need to get right with Jesus Christ. And I think you'll be delivered. And uh, although I was trying to pray and I was, uh, you know, studying the Bible, mostly the Proverbs and the Psalms, I have to, be, I have to admit to you, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. Uh, I was yeah. in deep, deep distress. And then uh, Reverend Coggins told me that Franklin Graham was going to be uh, in the area where I live. He's going to be in Boca Raton. Um, because uh, Randy Coggins' father had been uh, a pastor and his grandfather had been a pastor, and they had a close association with the Grahams, he offered to set up a meeting for me. And uh, Reverend Franklin Graham graciously met me uh, in his, uh, in his uh, uh, I guess his bus, his tour bus, gave me about 20 minutes of his time. And I, I unburdened myself. I told him uh, of my fears uh, and the enormous distress I was under. Now I was thinking politically, you know, so I said, look, uh, 
uh, Pastor Graham, Reverend Graham, uh, maybe you can put in a good word for me with President Trump because my lawyers will not let me talk to him. His lawyers won't let uh, him talk to me. I went from talking to him virtually every day for, you know, almost 30 years to not talking to him at all. Mm. It was then that Franklin Graham said, well, I'll see what I can do. But he said, let me give you a much, much better piece of advice. Uh, a piece of advice I've given other men in your position. Uh, you need to restore your faith in Christ. You need to turn your life back over to Jesus Christ. You need to confess your sins and pledge to walk in his way. And I believe you will be delivered. I believe the Lord will deliver you from your persecutors. Uh, put your faith in God. Unburden yourself. Uh, and, uh, and I said, thinking politically, well, I'll think about that. We then went immediately uh, to a revival that he was having. It was an incredible event. It was at this outdoor amphitheater. Uh, people were either, you know, they brought beach chairs or they brought blankets and so on. It was right. a, uh, and he has a, 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 he is not his father. I met Billy Graham when I was working for uh, President Nixon. He was uh, one of the greatest men of the 20th century. In fact, I still have a Bible that Billy Graham signed for me then. But uh, Reverend Graham is a very effective speaker in his own right. He just has a different yeah. style than his father. Uh, and um, I got absorbed uh, in his uh, sermon, in, in his uh, oratory. And the time came when he said, you know, I don't care if your problems are alcoholism or drug addiction or health problems or family problems or relationship problems or legal problems or financial problems. It doesn't matter mm. what your problem is. The Lord will save you. The Lord will lift you up, but you have to put your faith in God, God the yeah. Father. Uh, and uh, if you are fearsome, you can only, or you're fearful, pardon me, you can only replace that fear with faith. Put your full faith in God. Good. So those who want to live forever with our Heavenly Father, stand up with me now, uh, confess your sins, pledge to sin no more, and it will change your life. And in that moment, Steve, without hesitation, without embarrassment, uh, I felt totally natural to stand up with 200 other Christians in this open field uh, and ask Jesus Christ to come in wow. and to save me from those who really sought to lock me in a dank Georgia prison where at 68 years old and with a lifetime history of asthma, I guess I was supposed to die. Uh, the mm. Bureau of Prisons, by the way, insisted uh, that there were no COVID-19 cases uh, in this particular prison. But the African-American woman who was the head of the prison guards union read that in the newspaper, contacted my lawyer to tell me that there were over 200 active cases in the prison and that information was being suppressed. Uh, I was subjected to a Soviet style show trial, uh, but uh, my attitude completely changed. As I left that open field, I knew immediately that God would protect me and that he would lift me up. It changed my life in every way. It was like having cement blocks removed from your shoulders. Wow, wow. Describe the sense of, of relief uh, that I had when I got home. My wife saw that I had an immediate change. She said, what happened to you this morning? You were, I thought I was worried about you being suicidal and now you seem to have a bounce in your step. And I said, sweetheart, everything is going to be okay. 
Uh, and since that time, you know, I have grown uh, in my knowledge of the Bible. I've grown in my faith. Uh, Steve, I had the opportunity to learn about Kim Clement, who I had never heard of before. But individual Christians started emailing me and texting me, in some cases calling me. Uh, in Fort Lauderdale, where I live, you can put Roger Stone, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and somehow it gets to me telling me about the the Kim Clement uh, stone prophecy, the simple stone prophecy. Now, uh, I want to be clear, I'm not claiming to be uh, any kind of saint or any kind of prophet or any kind of, uh, uh, nothing special. I'm simply a soldier uh, in the army of God. Yeah. I subsequently met Donna Clement Petruska. We became very good friends. She gave me Kim Clement's personal Bible, wow. which has all of his annotations and notes wow. and underlinings. It's something that I use at the beginning of every day uh, and at the end of every day. So, uh, look, I'm only here today. Uh, I'm only still alive today. I'm only back in the political fight to save this country on behalf of my friend Donald Trump uh, because I turned my life over to Christ. What's really annoying is the way the elites in the media mock you when you say that you are a Christian. Whether mm. it's the New York Times or the Washington Post or CNN or MSNBC, they always say, oh, yeah, sure, Roger Stone's a Christian. This is a, this is a head fake. This is a pose. This is some kind of act designed to uh, generate public sympathy. No. No, here's the point. I don't really care what they think. I only care what he thinks. Yeah. So you can't, I figured out you cannot fool God. He knows if you're keeping his covenants. He knows if you are praying to him. You know if you are trying to modify your behavior uh, to fit uh, his will. It's been very, very hard. I'm half Sicilian. So for me to forgive those who have trespassed against me, <laughs> that's extraordinarily hard to pray yeah. for the very people who sought to destroy me and my family, who sought to bankrupt me, who sought to uh, to unjustly incarcerate me. It, it's very difficult, but I work at it uh, every single day. I have forgiven them. Uh, I haven't forgotten, but I have forgiven them. Yeah. Uh, the relentless attacks, sadly, continue. The bitterness among mm. the anti-Christian globalist left that dominates the media, the bitterness that I have survived uh, and avoided the deadly snare set for me by Congressman Adam Schiff uh, and Special Counsel Robert Mueller uh, and the Obama-Biden crowd, the bitterness uh, that I survived this uh, really drives them. So uh, they subsequently tried to falsely claim that I had some involvement or knowledge on January 6th. Nonsense. I wasn't there. I know nothing about it. I did give a speech uh, on uh, on January 5th at a legally permitted venue uh, where I did say, and I still believe this, that the struggle in the country today is not a struggle between Republicans and Democrats or a struggle between liberals and conservatives. This is a struggle between dark and light. This is a struggle between the godly and the godless. This yeah. is a struggle between good and evil. Uh, and if we fail, 
well, then America will step off into a thousand years of darkness. Now, when mm. I said that, CNN said, yeah, you see, Stone is is advocating violence. There's no, nothing violent about that uh, analysis. Yes, it, it is without any question uh, uh, a uh, uh, a big picture assessment of what we face. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Uh, but I really feel that right now the country faces a spiritual battle. I used to see things only in political terms, but now I see things in spiritual terms. I see God's hand working every day. Uh, uh, to protect Donald Trump, to uh, protect this nation, to to uh, to defeat those who would destroy the fundamental Christian principles on which the country was founded. Wow, that's quite that's quite a story. I mean, the the, the best kind of stories are the true stories, you know. And of that of that one, and this one is. And I've checked in with you from time to time when we have you especially on the show, but sometimes in between on uh, Telegram. But, um, you know, you've been, how long ago was it that you turned your life over? How much time has passed? It has now been uh, a little more than three years. Okay. Uh, and uh, it is, a, as you know, it's a, it's a total life change. Many people yeah. helped me along my faith walk. Uh, Eric Metaxas, uh, who is a, a great apostle for the Lord. Uh, Robin Bullock uh, has been yeah. a spiritual advisor and whom... Uh, I have formed a strong friendship. We have a common interest in music. Uh, Don A. Clement uh, Petruska, uh, as I said, is uh, yet another. So, so many great people. Uh, Bishop Leon Benjamin, Pastor yeah. Mark Burns. Uh, all of these men uh, and women of God have helped me uh, in this faith walk. Uh, it's uh, it's not easy. Uh, it is uh, it is uh, extraordinarily difficult. Uh, my own personal safety and the safety of my family is an ongoing issue. Steve, I can't just yeah. walk into a restaurant or walk into a grocery store, or walk into a drugstore. Remember, I was gagged for three years. I was never given a chance to opportunity my, uh, defend myself, and therefore, unfortunately, there are people out there in the public who think I am some kind of Russian spy or I'm some kind of traitor to the United States. Uh, first of all, there's never evidence, any evidence to prove any of that. Yeah. Uh, but secondarily, those on the left are increasingly violent uh, and intolerant. I mean, I, I was taking my my grandchildren, my children and my grandchildren to dinner at a family style restaurant several months ago on a Sunday afternoon uh, after church uh, and uh, two local gay Democrat activists uh, came up and started shouting obscenities uh, at me uh, and threatening that they'd step outside. We'll settle this out. I said, uh, I'm in the middle of having dinner with my family. You guys have a problem? Uh, that's that's kind of like how my life can be. So uh, I can't travel without uh, professional security. That comes with a cost. Uh, I, I'm proud to be doing a daily show at uh, rumble it's a uh, uh, rumble.com uh, slash roger stone my show is the stone zone it's on uh, every day uh, at 8 p.m eastern also doing a wabc new york radio show so uh, at this point in my life uh, uh, while i am volunteering on the trump campaign and i 
do talk to the president and his uh, campaign people fairly often, and I'm putting in my two cents. At this juncture, in all honesty, I'd rather write about politics, talk about it, analyze it, uh, and so on. Really, really good. Well, let's jump in uh, uh, you, on your notes that you provide or that we, we have with you. Uh, you we we're going to talk about the presidential race as it is now. You want to go there? By the way, thank you very much again for sharing that whole story. I know I, from time to time I'd like you to repeat it, which you very willingly do, but so many people uh, are always joining and they, they love to hear this story. So, yeah, talk about the presidential race. It's, where are we in all of that? And what do you want to share? Uh, I think that uh, that it's that Donald Trump is going to be returned to the White House. Uh, yeah. He has many, many obstacles. Uh, they're not largely political obstacles. Uh, he won uh, the uh, Iowa caucuses by three times the previous uh, highest margin. My old boss, Senator Bob Dole, one of the greatest men of the 20th century, really? won the Iowa caucuses in 1988 by... 12 and a half points. Trump almost tripled that margin, which is extraordinary. He then went on to win the New Hampshire primary, which is a little trickier because under mm. state law, independents, uh, non-Republicans uh, are allowed to vote in the Republican primary. Uh, if uh, you were a Democrat, uh, you had up until October 4th, maybe it was October 6th, to change your registration to independent, that would allow you to also vote in the primary. There was a $38 million effort to flood the Republican primary with non-Republican liberals, people who were general election Biden voters in an attempt to embarrass the president. Uh, he came through with flying colors. In all these contests, he's campaigned hard uh, and as if he was behind. He's taken nothing whatsoever for granted. I think that he will uh, win the South Carolina primary, which is just a few days from now. Uh, it is notable uh, that the governor of South Carolina, the lieutenant governor of South Carolina, uh, the Republican leaders in both houses of the legislature, uh, a majority of the Republican congressmen and women from South Carolina, plus both uh, South Carolina U.S. senators, are all supporting Donald Trump over former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. So the people that know her best are supporting Donald Trump. I think that he is the presumptive nominee. Where the challenges come, Steve, uh, is uh, in the courts. He is being subjected to a tsunami of lawfare yeah. in civil and criminal courts that are unlike anything we have ever seen. You. You really would expect an effort to lock up the leading opposition candidate for president as something you would see in Stalin's Russia, right. or Germany, or Castro's Cuba, uh, or Mao's China. But this is not something you expect to see uh, in the United States. These civil lawsuits against Trump in New York uh, are an absurdity. Uh, they're victimless. So just last week, uh, he finalized a case in which he's accused of inflating the uh, value of assets that he pledged as collateral when he borrowed money from banks. Now, the banks didn't take his word for it in terms of the value of that collateral. They conducted their own individual appraisal and due diligence. He borrowed millions of dollars. He paid every penny of it back. 
the banks made $40 million in interest. There is no victim. Who, who is the victim? There is no victim. There's no complainant. Uh, this lawsuit was brought against him by the New York Attorney General uh, under a law uh, under which no one has ever been prosecuted previously before. And she ran for office. She ran for the office of Attorney General uh, on a platform that she would get Donald Trump. She didn't have any evidence of wrongdoing on his part. But she said she would get it and she would get him. It's a it's an outrageous case uh, in which they're now trying to extract, uh, I think it's five hundred and thirty four hundred and thirty five million dollars from him uh, in fines. Uh, and to appeal, he has to post a bond uh, that will cost essentially that. So uh, it, it is really outrageously unfair. On the other hand. I think the American people who are watching all of this see through it. He's done absolutely nothing wrong other than build a, a great company. Uh, yeah. it, it is, uh, I think it, it's actually strangely, uh, counterintuitively perhaps, redounding to his benefit uh, across the country as people see that he's a political target. This is election interference. This is an effort to drain his money for lawyers, drain yeah. his time because he has to sit in a courtroom uh, and be tried when he should be out campaigning for president. I think the American people are outraged about this. Yeah. It is why he is uh, pulled out to a lead uh, over incumbent Joe Biden, uh, both nationally uh, and in every swing state. Now, Steve, I don't just look at one poll and make a decision. Right. As a professional, I look at a series of polls that are scientifically and methodologically sound with a large enough sample to be accurate, uh, conducted by pollsters who are honest that they're not seeking a specific result, but merely reporting what their research finds. Uh, and the American people uh, aren't buying this. Trump's support has grown. He's now beginning to make inroads among traditionally Democratic voter groups such as Hispanics, African-Americans, Jewish voters, uh, and so on. So uh, I'm growingly confident uh, that he's prepared to win politically. Uh, am I concerned about this, uh, the prosecutions of him uh, in D.C., where I learned firsthand that no Trump supporter, no Republican, no conservative, no Christian, uh, no independent thinker, can get a fair trial. I've experienced this firsthand. Uh, and therefore, you know, I am praying uh, for success. And again, I already see the hand of God, uh, the ethnic corruption of the prosecutor in Georgia, who's brought a case against him, claiming that he knows he lost Georgia, but sought to hijack that state's electoral votes, which is completely untrue. Her ethnic mm -hmm. corruption has now been publicly exposed. That is the hand of God. Yeah, it is. Uh, the special counsel uh, in, uh, in, in Washington, D.C., who, uh, when Trump argued for the trial court that as a former president of the United States, he enjoys immunity from his acts as president, when the trial court judge ruled against him, uh, special counsel Jack Smith wanted to leapfrog the appeals court and take it directly to the U.S. Supreme Court 
so that he could speed the time frame of a public trial so it would take place before the next election. Strangely, uh, the Supreme Court refused to hear the case and said it had to go through the normal process. That was the appeals court. Uh, it went back to the appeals court where Trump was defeated as expected, uh, and only now will it go to the uh, U.S. Supreme Court. But that time delay uh, works to Trump's advantage. Again, uh, I clearly see the hand of God uh, in these. Yeah. Areas. Yeah. Um, so how many are in, is it only the criminal ones that if they somehow got a conviction, they're hoping that would keep them out of the final contending for the race, right? Uh, well, is, actually, no. So there's okay. only, there's only one crime, uh, of which he has not been charged, uh, that would make him constitutionally ineligible okay. uh, to be president. And that is the crime of insurrection. Now, some people, I think, get confused. There has been a massive effort funded by George Soros and other leftist billionaires to bar him from the ballot uh, in Georgia, Michigan, Massachusetts, and numerous other states uh, based on a claim that he participated uh, in an insurrection on January 6th. That would be an opinion of somebody. In other words, yeah. he's never been charged or convicted of that crime. Uh, even special counsel Jack Smith uh, has not charged him with that. Uh, I think because he realizes a uh, prosecution or a conviction would be difficult to win. Uh, but uh, the crime he's currently uh, uh, accused of, conspiracy against the United States, where in D.C. they claim that he knew that he had lost the election, but sought to uh, hold on to power anyway. That requires a, a finding that they knew Trump's mind better than he knew it himself. Uh, in Latin, they call it mens rea. Uh, hmm. It doesn't matter who told Trump that he lost. Oh, the FBI director told you you lost. The, the CIA director told you you lost. It doesn't matter what they thought. It only matters what Trump himself believes. Uh, and I think many watching this show uh, have seen enough evidence uh, in alternative media to see that there was massive cheating. There was massive irregularities, anomalies, and outright voter fraud in right. the last election. Uh, that's why Trump believes that he won uh, and why the case against him is a political fabrication designed to once again drain his money, drain yeah. his time, and blacken his name uh, because he's currently the leading Republican candidate for president. And that is an important point to emphasize. You can't even emphasize it enough. And that is this whole lawfare thing. It's, not using, it's a play on the word warfare. It's lawfare. It's warfare using the law to try and wear him out, uh, to try and make him... Uh, ineligible or just worn out or the money's gone now because he defended it. Um, am I stating that about right? They're trying I think, to. I think, I, think it is, I think it is all of above. Look, I really yeah. think one of the reasons why I was criminally charged uh, back in 2020 was to take me out of the play so that I could not help my friend of 45 years. Uh, I, I think the, the new great danger, and I want to talk about this, uh, is the uh, is the illicit use of 
artificial intelligence. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, a left-wing uh, website called Mediaite, owned by some MSNBC alum, uh, posted a very crude audio, which they claim came from an anonymous source. Uh, and while it's very difficult to hear, they claim that in this audio, which was evidently, according to them, surreptitiously recorded, uh, I threatened uh, the lives of two Democratic congressmen. Now, I immediately went out uh, and had the very best uh, forensic analysis using software detection, uh, uh, pardon me, uh, AI detection software, uh, and both examinations uh, reached the conclusion that this was a total fabrication. Mm. I mean, Steve, after the show's over, I can take uh, the recording of this show. I can take a snippet of your voice. And for about $130, I can produce an audio in which you can be heard planning a bank robbery. Uh, and, if, and unless people realize that it's a total fabrication, uh, people would believe it. So we talked about this. The, the time for discernment uh, is right now. Uh, this has turned into a media circus. Uh, there have been calls for a Capitol Hill police and a CI and an FBI investigation uh, into Roger Stone. Uh, I never said these words attributed to me. Uh, there, there's nobody will put their name on this uh, this audio. It is a fraud. I mm. published uh, the results of the two forensic examinations that I had to go out and pay for. I would like to sue uh, Mediaite. Uh, it's a very high barrier uh, because uh, the libel laws under the New York Times versus Sullivan, I'm a public figure. It's not, uh, it, you'd have to prove malice. Not sure we could do that. Uh, my wife and I are already fighting, uh, talk about lawfare, we're already fighting 11 frivolous civil suits filed against me in the wake of my pardon. So left-wing groups funded by George Soros and individual crackpots or disgruntled liberals still have 10 active civil lawsuits against my wife and I. Our monthly legal costs exceed our monthly living expenses. Folks who want to help us uh, can go to stonedefensefund.com. I, I hate to keep right. asking, but in all honesty, and that's good. everyone when I want to point out while you're talking, sorry to interrupt, while he's talking, the Stone Defense Fund is below the screen and we want to, we're, we always donate to that um, as well. And so I really want to encourage you all to, because he's, he's standing up for all of us. If they take out all of Trump and all of his cohorts, his friends and his helpers, uh, they're coming after us next. So I, I really want stonedefensefund.com. I just want to make a big deal about that. Uh, I really want to encourage you as a special favor to me even to donate into that, whatever you can. So go uh, ahead. Steve, Roger. both both you uh, and your audience on the live streams have been incredibly generous uh, to oh, my good. wife and I. When my wife was battling aggressive stage four cancer uh, and we lost much of our insurance, I appealed to your audience uh, and they came through for us and paid. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad uh, to hear I that. I praise Jesus for that. And I thank you for that. Uh, yeah. I, I'm in this battle. I refuse to quit. I refuse to stand down. Uh, the smears against me continue, but they are baseless. What is the goal? The goal is to sideline me in this important fight. The side, uh, the goal 
is to uh, is to silence me to this day. I'm banned for life on Facebook. I'm banned for life on Instagram. I'm banned for life on YouTube. Uh, I I've been restored uh, at Twitter, which is now called X. You can find me at Roger J Stone Jr. Roger J Stone Jr. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Uh, I'm also uh, at Truth Social, where I'm under real Roger Stone because some squatter has my real mm. name. But the ongoing effort to silence me uh, is extraordinary. And here's the worst part. People contact me, said, oh, I see you're back on Facebook. I said, what? I'm, I'm not on Facebook. Then I find that there is somebody on Facebook claiming to be me, using my photos and graphics, putting up anything that I'm posting at, at X, formerly Twitter, they immediately post to Facebook to give the impression that it's me. But then I learned that they are offering people jobs. They are selling crypto. Folks, I do not have a platform, a, a, any page on Facebook. I am not on Facebook. Uh, don't be taken in by some charlatan yeah, claims yeah. to be me. It's just a shame. You know, the people that run Facebook, they know it's not you. This is me. I can say this. They know it's not you. They want They want to hurt you in any way they can. It's just infuriating, but... Well, let's see. Where do we want to go? Um, did we? I know we talked about the AI. Did we hit everything you wanted to say about AI? Those, are the, those I think, are the most important things. Uh, people ask me. Uh, Tucker Carlson asked me that. Alex Jones asked me this. Uh, I, I think it is very important uh, as Christians that we pray incessantly for the safety yeah. of Donald That's Trump, true. for the That's safety true. of him and the safety of his family. Uh, I wrote uh, a New York Times best-selling book on the Kennedy assassination. We've yeah. talked about it on this show. It was a great uh, conversation, a great dialogue. Uh, yeah. But I, I want to be clear. I think there are no limits uh, to what the uniparty, the 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 globalists, you can call them the military-industrial complex, as Dwight Eisenhower did. You can call them the deep state, as they're no commonly known today. Uh, these are the unelected bureaucrats, uh, the ruling global elites who really run the country and the world. Uh, they dominate both political parties. They had total control of the Democratic and Republican parties until yeah. Donald Trump, uh, in the most incredible upset in American political history, uh, wrenched the control of the Republican Party out of their hands. Uh, and redefine the Republican Party uh, as the party of America first, rather than the party of endless foreign war. Uh, and uh, they uh, they have infiltrated all branches of government. Uh, they're certainly in our intelligence agencies, uh, certainly within our newly woke uh, military service. Uh, mm. They uh, they infect uh, all branches of government, including, sadly, the judicial branch. They're also in the think tanks. Mm. Uh, they're in the defense contractors. Uh, they they really uh, have an enormous amount of power, uh, and they are bent on the destruction of Donald Trump because he stands as an existential threat to their mm. entire 
plan uh, to, as they, as as Barack Obama put it, say transform America. Yeah. Uh, so I think that um, is assassination beyond uh, the uh, the uh, tactics that they might examine. I don't think anything is beyond them. A number of major stories just in the last week uh, on NBC, uh, among other places, about their very open plans to make changes in government so that if Donald Trump is elected, uh, he can cannot stop their their broken policies to keep our borders open. Uh, this has caused uh, several problems. The most notable one, very sadly, is the fentanyl crisis. Steve, my sister's son, her only son, my nephew, died of a fentanyl overdose just two weeks ago. Oh, man. So sorry. Uh, it has hit my family very hard, but now we ourselves have been impacted uh, by this illegal migrant invasion of the country. Uh, it has given us a, a crime uh, epidemic. It has given us a drug epidemic. City, county, and state governments across the country are going broke because the law requires them to pay for social services for these illegal invaders. We have a record number of military-age single men who are not from South or Central America, but are from China or other areas of the Middle East flooding into this country. As soon as they enter through the southern border, they're dispersed across the country. This is this is an imminent danger. Yesterday, yeah. uh, I interviewed Christy Hutcherson of Women Fighting for America. She's a, a, a very courageous woman, a great Christian patriot. Uh, and uh, she had enormous information about what is really going on. This is an invasion of the country in preparation for what she believes will be a terrorist attack uh, on American interests on American soil. As she put it, it is not a question of if, it is merely a question of when. Well, it does seem like it's only a question of when. And I mean, uh, let me ask you a question because you don't, you don't shy away from controversial questions. You may not answer it the way I want you to, but uh, I, I would love to see um, the military step in and say enough of this. They're trying to take our country down. They stole the elections. Talk about why we can or could not ever see that happen. Uh, could the military step in because it's gotten so wicked on the other side that it's only uh, it's only lawbreakers? Unfortunately, Steve, your question is based on a premise uh, that there are still uh, patriots uh, in our military. Now, that may be true at the level of enlisted soldiers, but at the upper and middle echelons of the American military, under Barack Obama, uh, anyone who was not a globalist, anyone who was not woke, uh, was involuntarily retired. Uh, not just those who may have leaned right in their personal politics, but those who were professional soldiers who didn't believe that there should be any politics in the military, they too were retired. Uh, so this idea that the military uh, has some motivation to save us uh, totally misunderstands our current woke military. Uh, for example, um, everybody uh, was required in our military to have the COVID-19 vaccination. You didn't have free choice. 
that's a perfect example of the woke mentality uh, that has decimated our military. People mm. that I respect, uh, like uh, General Michael Flynn, who's become a very good friend. He and I were prosecuted by the same criminals in the same yeah. courthouse. We face destruction at the hands of the same people. He's a very great man. Uh, he has uh, pointed out the weaknesses uh, and the failures in our military. Colonel Douglas MacArthur, uh, McGregor, pardon me, who I saw in a great interview with my friend Judge Andrew Napolitano the other day, has pointed out the lack of readiness uh, and the lack uh, of discipline uh, in our current military. So mm. this idea that at any juncture uh, the military is going to step in, uh, that's simply not going to happen. From a legal point of view, uh, that's not really how it should happen anyway. There is one opportunity to save this country, and that is in the upcoming presidential election. We must have a free, fair, honest, transparent election. Uh, and if we do, between the impact of the Biden administration policies on the American people in terms of gasoline prices, uh, inflation, uh, our misordered priorities in which we are shipping so far $250 billion to a war in Ukraine, which by the way, the Ukrainians are losing, uh, yet we won't spend any money uh, or have the, uh, the willpower to seal our own southern border. Uh, Bidenomics are a joke. This low unemployment number you're being shown is a manipulated number. Yeah, yeah. Unemployment is a three and a half percent. If you don't count the seven hundred forty-seven thousand people who stopped looking for work in December, uh, if you and the, it's even higher if you count the two million people who stopped looking for work since Joe Biden became president. And then, of course, they have what they call the seasonal adjustment. That's because there are a large number of people who had, took temporary jobs during the holidays, who then returned to the labor force unemployed. So uh, rather than look at the GDP, you look at the GDI, that's the, uh, that's the gross domestic income, and you see that it has been flat under Biden. Uh, you also see uh, that the number of weeks worked per American has dropped to an all-time low of 30 years. Uh, 38.4 hours per week. So Americans are taking home less than they ever had. So when they tout the great success of Bidenomics, uh, what you see is printing press money, uh, flooding the economy uh, with a runaway federal reserve. But the American people don't feel great consumer confidence. Oh, they will tell you the stock market's doing great. Well, yes, the seven big tech stocks that kind of guide the market are doing very well. The rest of the market, well, that's not doing so well. So I, I believe between the impact of the Biden policies, uh, the inability for President Biden himself to form a coherent sentence, uh, the obvious question yeah. about his mental decline, which are there for anybody to see, uh, but now actually memorialized by his own Justice Department, uh, the special counsel who has investigated his illegal retention of certain top secret and classified documents. 
not only concluded that he willfully retained such documents in violation of the law, but went on to say he shouldn't be prosecuted for this because uh, he's an elderly man suffering from memory loss. That's a polite way of saying he is uh, mentally deteriorating. Uh, This tendency for him to forget what he's talking about mid-sentence and just trail off, multiple neurologists tell me that that is a classic syndrome uh, symptom uh, of uh, senile dementia. I think mm. the man is not well. I don't think he's up to leading this country. And then you have the epic corruption of his son and his brother and other members of his family, including the president himself. Yeah. The Oversight Committee has turned up solid proof of multi million dollar wires from Russia, from Ukraine from Romania, uh, from other countries, uh, directly into the bank accounts of members of the Biden family, including Joe Biden himself. So the fact that some FBI whistleblower, who's been a reliable source for the FBI for 14 years, who's actually been paid by the FBI and who the FBI is relied on for information in multiple other cases, the fact that he has now been charged, uh, I'm not buying it. There's more physical and financial evidence of epic crimes by the Bidens. All those things lead up, add up to the fact that uh, that the Democrats are in a panic, Steve. They are apoplectic. They're near hysterical because mm. they know that Joe Biden is not up to another presidential campaign. Right. How can you encourage, if you, I don't know if you can or can't on this subject, but um, Every time the last two elections, the midterm and the one, the the one before it, so twenty twenty, um, how can might you be able to encourage people that that as good as we see President Trump doing right now in the polls, that he really has the possibility of winning if the deck is stacked against him with criminals, a criminal enterprise who is trying to keep legal votes from happening and illegal votes to happen. What 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 can you say about that? Uh, several things. First of all, when he was first elected in 2016, yeah. uh, reliable polling showed that about 76% of evangelical Christians voted. Okay. In 2020, that number had dropped to only 65%. So it is vitally important that people uh, be energized, take nothing for granted, Uh, and that they stay involved, and and that you vote, uh, and that your friends and family and your circle of associates vote. Take nothing for granted. We have to maximize uh, the turnout among our supporters. Uh, Secondarily, uh, the Trump campaign, uh, and now under new leadership, hopefully the Republican National Committee, uh, will take serious their role Uh, to guard uh, legally uh, and strategically uh, against voter fraud. There was no such effort in 2020. Uh, Sadly, uh, no one in their right mind believed that Joe Biden, a man who could barely leave his basement, was going to beat one of the most successful presidents in modern times. On the other hand, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, Donald Trump was actually forced to destroy his signature accomplishment, the most robust economy in American history. He had to shut our economy down 
because the doctors told him it was the only way to save lives. Uh, now, the economy did come roaring back by Election Day. It's highly unlikely that Joe Biden got 81 million votes. Really unlikely that he got 20 percent more of the vote in the African-American community than Barack Obama, who is a truly historic figure. Uh, this time, uh, I think Republicans uh, and uh, Trump and his campaign must be much more legally uh, prepared uh, to uh, challenge at document, first and foremost, and challenge any anomaly or irregularity in the elections. It cannot be done after the fact, which yeah. was essentially what was done regarding the 2020 election. Mm. It's going to be done. It has to be done in real time. Uh, every swing state has to have a team of lawyers who operate within the confines of the law uh, to ensure uh, that the vote is free, fair, honest, and transparent. And they have to be prepared to submit evidence and proof and documentation to a judge almost immediately if that is not the case. Okay, that's really good. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I is your courage... Uh, Roger, how is your courage that we're going to pull it off? Uh, it's obviously it's obvious that if the vote were held today, Trump would win by more than a landslide. That's really, uh, at least that's my opinion. Um, how is your courage as far as how it's looking how, for uh, actual election? I am a cautiously optimistic, uh, but I also believe, Steve, it's in the hands of God. In other words, I think it's very strange to go from the world of being a professional yeah. strategist, but now that yeah. I that I am redeemed in the blood of the cross, uh, I really think prayer is a vital element it's of good. this. Really good. It really is a vital element of it. Yes, we what we need here is divine intervention. That's, That's what right. we, I yeah. have learned in my own life. Just the fact that I'm here and breathing with you today that Jesus Christ can do anything, that miracles yeah. are entirely possible. Uh, the, the deep state had a plan for me that should have resulted in my death by now. They wanted to destroy me because I would not cooperate in their efforts to destroy and impeach Donald Trump. Uh, it is only my prayers that saved me. It is only uh, the reaffirmation of my faith that saved me. It is only the prayers of millions of people uh, and the and the small donations of millions of people to my legal defense fund that have sustained me. Uh, and I'm heartfully grateful to the Lord just to be breathing every yeah. single day. Uh, yes, prayer is a vital element uh, of the Trump strategy. Now, let, let's be clear about something because this annoys me. No, we don't worship Donald Trump. That's right. not true. Right. That's we, correct. We, we do not. We, we worship only God. Uh, but we do want a president uh, who prays. We do want a president who believes in the fundamental Christian principles on which the country was founded. So this idea that we, oh, you guys are a cult and you worship, we worship Trump. Oh, here's my favorite. You're a Christian nationalist. Well, let's see. I'm a Christian. I believe in Christ. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in God. I'm a nationalist. Well, I do believe in my country. I love my yeah. country. They say it like it's some kind of of, of an insult. Uh, yeah. I believe in the democratic institutions of a constitutional republic. So those who say we are a threat to democracy, think about this. 
They're the ones seeking to jail their political opponents. Yeah. They're the ones seeking to cancel and censor and silence anyone they disagree with in violation of the U.S. Constitution. They're the ones illegally spying on American citizens without warrants. They're the ones who have no regard for democracy. Uh, it is right out of Alinsky's rules for radicals. Everything they accuse Trump of, everything they accuse me of, everything they accuse General Flynn of, uh, everything they accuse anybody who supports Donald Trump of, it is always precisely what they themselves yeah. are doing. So true. So, so, so true. Roger, thank you so much. Hey, give our love and regards to your wife and uh, those that are on your team and support you. I don't know that much about your team, but you must have a, a, some really good people around you to, to keep moving forward with the pressure that's against you from the deep state. I can't even, I don't even know how sometimes other than the Lord, how you even breathe, you know, from the day to day because they're on you so much, but um, my hat's off to you. I honor you for, for the fight that you're in. Well, Steve, I'm actually headed to Mar-a-Lago tonight. I'm hopeful I'm going to see the president. Uh, and if so, I'm going to give him your warm regards. Please do. Thank you so much. I do appreciate that very, very much. We love him and Melania and the, all of the all of the kids, all the families. You know, they're all my age, you know. So, well, not all of them. Some are younger. But anyway, hey, great talking to you. Uh, a quick reminder, everybody, Kat Kerr will be with us tomorrow. We're actually recording her this afternoon, so don't miss that. Uh, so, again, last time, stonedefensefund.com on the bottom. Please support their uh, legal efforts. And uh, was there anything else you wanted to say about that? Does that all that all goes to defense? Is there anything else you so, want to add? There, to there is a, the Stone Defense Fund, by law, can only be used for legal expenses. Okay. The Stone Family Fund can be used for personal expenses. The Summit Elijah Stream have oh, there it is now. family fund. Uh, uh, that helps pay our medical bills and groceries and gasoline and insurance premiums and so on. Uh, do we need help in both places? Yes. Uh, but right now, I would really uh, like to be able to defend myself in these ongoing nuisance, baseless uh, lawsuits that are just draining us. Uh, plus, uh, you know, my enemies insist that this fake AI generated audio, which any reasonable person can listen to and see that the ambient restaurant background noise has actually been layered in after the fake voice track. Really? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know whether uh, I have to fend off another investigation or, or not. I have no fear because any honest examination uh, of this audio uh, will prove it to be uh, a fraud, a fabricated fraud. It's good, good to know that too. All right, Roger. Well, God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks again for being in the fight with, with you, with us, for us, and for yourself. Have a great day, Roger. We will see you all soon. Thank see you, you later. God Bye. bless you. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.